And the Mishnah continues to discuss uh, various aspects of commercial law. This uh, chapter focuses primarily on employment law. Uh, in the Torah's framework, there basically are two kinds of ways in which a person can be employed, two kinds of arrangements. One is a person is paid to do a job. So you hire someone to build you a cabinet or to make you a suit. That's called a kablan, and you pay him a fixed price for the finished product. That's kablanut. So you pay a person $100 to make you a suit or $100 to build you a cabinet, etc. The other way is a person can be paid um, for his time, like per unit time. If he's hired to do a specific job, like you hire a guy to come work in your fields to pick grapes and uh, or harvest the wheat or something, he's called a poel, and you pay him by the hour or whatever, however arrangement you have. Or you could be a sechir yom. A sechir yom is someone who's a day worker, and that person's hired um, just for his time for the day and... Um, he can be given any specific job. So basically, you know, just the, there was, you could imagine like in front of the town square, there are workers who are idle looking for jobs every morning. You'd go there at 8 o'clock in the morning and you'd hire someone to come and work for you for the day. Um, the truth is, um, the Sechir Yom, according to the Gemara, his work day starts at sunrise and would end at sunset. Surely they'd probably be hired the day before, I guess, um, or arranged to work from the day before, and they would do whatever you tell them to do for the course of the day. You just have like an extra pair of hands around. So that's called the Sechir Yom. Now, um, this Mishnah begins with the words Hasocher Es Ha'umanin, one who hires craftsmen. And Uman typically in the Mishnah refers to someone who has a specific expertise in a task called an Uman, um, but here it just means in general any kind of artisan or worker. Um, and it includes all three of those kinds of ways in which they could be employed. So the Uman could be inquir- uh, could be um, hired as a Kablan or as a Sechir Yom or as a Poel. Just in contrast, the next Perik, um, chapter 7, the first mission starts out, Hasocher Sapolim. They were talking about Polim who were working by the hour on a specific job. But back here in our Mishnah, we're talking about all generic types of uh, employment. And the question is going to be, first topic question, excuse me, excuse me, the first question we're going to discuss is, um, who's responsible if one, the employer or the employee, messes up the other person? So the Mishnah starts out by saying, Hasocher Sapolim, if one hires workers, Vihit Uzeedzeh, and then, they mess each other up. Um, the two pshatamir, who's messing whom up? Uh, one pshat in the Bartanura is that the employer finds a single guy. Let's say you know he is uh, he's, has a, he's building a house, he has a construction site. He finds one guy um, who you know has some house building skills, and he says, you know, do me a favor and go hire um, find me three more of your friends. I'll pay everyone you know whatever it is you know ten dollars an hour, and. Um, the other people are found and they agree to work contractually um, for, let's say, you know, $9 an hour. So the person who was supposed to offer them 10 messed them up and offering them just 9 He made a mistake. But now these guys have agreed to work for 9 um, And later on they discover that, oh, it was supposed to be for 10 but they agreed to 9 and now they're bound at 9 So the mission says, Ein lehem ze al ze elet tarumas, which means um, taromas is a... Uh, like a resentment. The point is, since these workers agreed to work for nine, um, that's what they get. And even though they kind of got messed up because it could have, they were offered, t- they were really supposed to get ten as far as the employer was prepared to pay them, and they would have gotten ten. I'm sure they lost some money here. They have no claim, not in terms of embezzlement, like a financial claim to demand neither from the employer nor from the agent, the middle guy who got them to agree to work for nine. They have no claim in Bezin down here, and not even up in uh, in Shemaim. They can't, you know, have a claim against 
uh, these people because they agreed to work for nine. So all they do have is taromas, which means they are within their rights, they're entitled to be resentful of being, you know, messed up by the shaliach who, who messed them up. Now, um, the Chiddush there, whenever it says, like, the, you only have Ela Taromas, it means, um, like, you have no financial claim, in fact, but you're within your rights to be frustrated and angry. So, really, the deal is, usually, it's it's usher for a Jew to be, to have resentment against a fellow Jew, not supposed to do that, supposed to forgive every Jew, do it every night, and so on. Um, but here, since really the shaliach, the middleman, did mess these guys up, they are totally within the right to say they, they were messed up, but they could, so to speak, you know, demand a request for mechila, um, you know, on Arabim Kippur, or not not give forgiveness. And there's like a ban on the issue here. So it's not a financial issue, but it's a real legitimate um, uh, point of contention, uh, which needs needs uh, like a ban on the interpersonal uh, forgiveness, and, and uh, you know, and, and ritzui, like, you know, appeasement. Okay, that's one shot. The other shot the Baratunar learns, both bis are presenting the Gemara, is that um, the employer or the employee messes the other one up. Now, we're being messed up in a way that doesn't call ultimate, cause ultimately financial loss. But basically, let's say the day before, the employer says, I'll hire you guys for 10 bucks an hour, come to my you know, construction site. And then, you know, they get a call at 5 in the morning and they're told, no, don't come today. I changed my mind. I'm going on a ski trip or something. So um, these guys are now messed up because now they have to go find new employment. The assumption of the mission here is that if they put in the effort, they can find new employment. So since they will get other jobs, even though it's now an inconvenience to them and takes their time and effort, but they didn't lose money, and therefore they have nothing other than taromas against the employer. The other direction is equally true, meaning that these guys phone the morning this, you know, before they show up to, to the construction site, and they say, you know, surf's up today, and we're going to go surfing instead. Sorry, have a nice day. And these workers don't show, even though they said they would show, because they want to go surfing. So, again, assuming that the the employer just will, hey, wait, he'll get a new guy tomorrow, whatever the story is, and that's, you know, that's just, you know, things are maybe delayed or inconvenienced, or he has to find new guys, and it's work, but he doesn't lose any money. So then, all he has is taromas against these guys for messing up, and not more than that. Okay, now that's all assuming that we're not in a situation of what's called... Um, of it, that there is a loss that's incurred by one of the parties because of this last minute backing out. So the mission will say, for example, um, examples of um, things that are Dover of it, in which case there would be a financial claim. So we have, for example, if the an employer hires a chamar as a donkey driver, a kadar, if it's that's the gear so we have in front of us, is like a potter, like but it's assumed the potter has a a wagon, so he's a really effectively a wagon driver. And in fact, the Bartonor says the Gersa should be just Karar, which is like someone who drives a Karon, a wagon. So the bottom line is he hires someone to do some delivery of something, to bring something. Either Lahavi Pir Yaf Yarin, either it's to bring, according to Bartonor, some kind of wood that is, um, like, let's say, wicker or something that's used ideally to make a kind of special seat that, like, a Kala would sit in. Um, or the Aruch learned that it's a, like a musical instrument, or v'chalalim, or he, the employer hires these delivery guys to bring flutes, um, either lakala or lamais, and the purpose here is we're bringing these things because you have a wedding or we have a funeral. And the point is, listen, the wedding is today, the funeral is today, I need my chalil today, and if you bring it tomorrow, I'm messed up. So now we have a situation where if the if the donkey driver or the wagon driver says, you know, I'm going surfing, I'm going skiing, 
the guy who's making a wedding is messed up because he can't wait till tomorrow and needs it now. So now what? And another example, um, those two examples are going to come back to them. Those examples are where the person's super inconvenience can be under great like emotional distress because he has a wedding or a funeral, but he's not actually incurring any financial loss, meaning if there's no flutes at the wedding or the funeral, okay, so there won't be flutes or at the wedding or funeral, but that's not going to cost him money, just upset. Or another case, which is a Dover Aved, which is Upolin Lahalos Pishtanum in Amishra. He hired guys to bring up his flax from soaking. And that's referring to the fact, you know, that when you want to make linen um, fabric, you need to get it out of the flax plant. You put the flax plant to soak in a pond for a couple weeks, and that um, softens and, like, sort of the bacteria and the, the water plus bacteria inside the pond will separate the the bast fibers, or like the, the linen fibers that you want to get out um, from the rest of the plant that the, the pectin, that protein that acts like kind of glue is dissolved. So it takes two weeks. Now, if you leave it there for two weeks, you'll be able to get your your linen fibers out well. If you leave it there too long, though, it gets, uh, it like, it rots, okay? It gets rotten, and, you, and, your, and your linen is no good anymore. So it's like kind of a now or never situation. It's like a very specific time-sensitive issue. On the day that the redding, that the soaking process comes to an end, you're supposed to promptly get the flax out of the water. So you can't wait. And if these guys call the morning of the big day to take the flax out of the water, and they say, we're not coming to help you today because we're going surfing, so then this guy's totally messed up. And it's not just he's messed up, he's going to lose a lot of money because his flax is going to be ruined. So that's a financial loss. That's a, also kind of dover of it. V'chol dover shavid, or anything where that's a situation like this, where there's a financial loss if it's not done now, today, and this guy's getting messed up, but they back out, not showing up to the job. And the truth is, it could go the other direction as well. Could be these guys were workers for today, and now at the last minute, prior to them setting to show up to the you know the work site, the employer could also cancel them. That's also Dover of it in the other direction. I mean, these guys now say, listen, if you wouldn't have told us that you weren't going to hire us, if you wouldn't have fooled us and, and you would have hired us, excuse me, if you wouldn't have said you're going to hire us, we would have found a different job. But now you cancel on us the morning of our job. We can't find a new job, so we're losing a day's wages here. So that's the Dover of it in their direction. In both those cases, there's financial recourse. Makam she'en sham adam, we're focusing here on the employer. The employer, so he says, okay, I need to find a new wagon driver. If he can't find a, a new wagon driver who will do the delivery of the Khalil, whatever it is, or take out the flax and so on, for the same price, so then, socher alein, he can literally hire on their behalf. What that means is, these guys are going to do the removing the flax, you know, for $100. Um, he can't find someone who'll do it for hundred dollars, but he can find someone who'll do it for hundred twenty-five. So he can hire the guy for hundred twenty-five, and then he can essentially sue in Bezdin the workers who left him, you know, in the lurch for the missing twenty-five. They're on the hook. They're on the hook. The people who don't show up, the would-be workers that leave him in Dover Ovid to mess them up, they are on the hook um, up to the total amount that they were going to make on the deal. So meaning, if uh, the the replacement workers would charge up to 200 so then he would pay 200 a pocket and get 100 back um if he would, they would charge him 300 so then he would pay 300 a pocket and then he could just sue and bezd in these workers who left him in the lurch um for just 100 max um alternatively if he can't find someone who'll do it for any price so then if these guys the workers are trying to essentially extort him they say listen we know today's his wedding now he needs us or he's doomed and they say i know we agreed to you know bring the khalil for a hundred dollars but now we want five hundred dollars and he's stuck, and he can't find any plan B. So now, really, these guys are being terrible because they had agreed to deliver for 100 And now, 
they just they have him they have the employer where they want him and now he's stuck he's making a wedding today they're exploiting him so matan means something like he can trick them he can mislead them so he can just say essentially if he can't find plan b he can say listen okay guys fine i i give in i need my khalil bring me the khalil i'll pay your 500 and then once he gets his khalil just pay them just 100 and he can not be extorted by them um he's within his right to do that because these guys essentially are extorting him and they had agreed to do it for 100 and now they're changing their minds or changing the deal at the last minute which was unacceptable and therefore because it's the cover of it he's allowed to if he has no other option um to get them to do it and then just not pay them the extra